Welcome to the Econ Dev Show. We explore the strategies, ideas, and insights that are driving economic development forward into the future. future. You'll hear new insights from passionate EDs about their successes and struggles. And you'll learn from attraction and retention experts about how to apply actionable strategies inside your EDO. We'll help take your organization, your community, and your career to the next level. Here's your host, Dane Carlson. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Econ Dev Show podcast. My name is Dane Carlson, and I'm your host. Whether you've just joined us and this is your first episode or you've been with us from the beginning, I really appreciate you. And I really thank you for listening because there are a million different podcasts out there. And I'm honored that you chose to spend time with me today. This is our 15th episode of the podcast, and I thought it would be a great time to stop and say hello to you. And especially if you've never visited our website, econdevshow.com, I'd like to give you some idea of what else you might be missing. The Econ Dev Show is not just a podcast. It's also a weekday email newsletter and a blog of actionable strategies, fresh news, insights, and ideas from the economic development community. Every week, we publish five weekday emails. On Mondays, we publish a podcast announcement. So this week, we published the podcast announcement for episode 14. It's titled, Is Stuart McGregor the Friendliest Economic Developer in Texas? Stuart McGregor is an economic developer in the city of Grand Prairie, Texas. And Grand Prairie, Texas, if you don't know, which most people don't, is a decent-sized suburb. I think it's the first suburb of Dallas. So if you imagine Dallas and Fort Worth, they're cities that sit right kind of next to each other. But there's a big hunk of space in between them. And originally when they were created, there was rural empty space between them. Well, Now there's ring suburbs that have developed around each of these cities. And Grand Prairie, I think, was the first. And it's a super exciting city to live in, to do business in. It's got a bunch of interesting sorts of commercial projects that provide a lot of tax base. And so they give a lot of services and do a lot of things for their community. One of the most interesting things, I think, is that they have this huge municipal water park with all these water slides. It's unlike anything that I've seen in Texas. I know that other states um, and cities in other states have municipal water parks with water slides and stuff. But when I was in California and I was looking at Texas as a place to relocate to, to do real economic development, I looked really closely at Grand Prairie. I think there was a, a chamber of commerce job there. And I thought, you know what? I've never heard of this city, but this could be super awesome having this huge water slide there. So that was really cool. But the interesting thing about this, our conversation with Stuart, is I say in the title, is he the friendliest economic developer in Texas? And I did this for a couple of reasons. Number one, Stuart McGregor is super friendly. He is literally probably one of the nicest guys I've ever had the opportunity to meet. And I knew that when I met him at OUEDI, I think it was in Fort Worth a few years ago, we were, we were studying there and everybody would just like naturally gravitated to him. He was a really just friendly, helpful guy, and everybody loved him. And I didn't really get a chance to meet him. And I looked back at that and thought, you know what, that's awful. I should have exerted more energy in trying to get to know him and talk to him, but I didn't. And so I was really happy to get to do so on the podcast. But the other thing is, by titling the podcast, Is Stuart McGregor the Friendliest Economic Developer in Texas? When Stuart McGregor shared this on LinkedIn and when his boss shared it on LinkedIn and, and wherever else they've shared it, Guess what happened? Everybody he knows 
has to comment and say, absolutely, he's the friendliest. Yes, of course, he's the friendliest. I haven't listened to the podcast yet, but he's definitely the friendliest. And so it was kind of link baity in the sense that I got people to pay attention to it and comment on it and share it and hopefully listen to it and become subscribers. So anyway, if you haven't listened to that podcast, episode 14, is Stuart McGregor, the friendliest economic developer in Texas. You really should. He talks about some big deals that didn't happen and what he learned in the process and the importance of sharing with policy leaders and coworkers and the community stakeholders what it is that we do as economic developers and why it's important. He also talks about learning to laugh as an economic developer. We've all been in super stressful situations and being able to see through the negativity can help us press forward. And he also talks about never forgetting the stories from our experiences and the lessons they've taught you. Anyway, it's a great episode. It is about 35 minutes long. You should give it a listen. So that's Monday. And on Tuesdays, we publish... Every week, sort of an essay or a series of tips about professional development or business development in economic development. So if you don't know what uh, professional development means, that means how do you get better in your job? How do you do economic development better? How do you personally grow as an economic developer? And business development, that is how do you interface with your customers, your clients, your stakeholders, your um, businesses? How do you interface with them better? How do you develop better relationships with them? How do you attract them more? How do you help them more? Anyway, so this week we published an essay called Amazon has changed online shopping and economic development. Now, this article isn't about HQ2, I promise, because I know that's what everybody thinks when you say Amazon and economic development, we say HQ2. That's not what this article is about. This article is about the fact that in the United States, there are 147 million Amazon Prime customers and millions more who regularly order from Amazon. One of the reasons that customers do this is because Amazon makes shopping so easy. Literally, you go on there, you find the item that you want, you click buy now, and if you have Amazon Prime, it literally just shows up in a day or, so, or a day or two. This has had dramatic impacts on how customers interface and interact with businesses. I know that you've done this. You've gone shopping and maybe the experience wasn't awesome. We've gone into a retail store, maybe before the pandemic, maybe during the lull between the first wave and the Delta wave. You've gone into a store and you've tried to buy something and it wasn't optimal. Something was wrong with the experience. Maybe you were trying to return something and it wasn't great. Maybe they didn't have your size or the color or the variety that you wanted or, or something. And what did you do? Subconsciously, you related your shopping experience in this retail store to your shopping experience on Amazon. But you thought this would be easier on Amazon. On Amazon, I could check and read the reviews and see what other people thought. You can't do that in a retail store. And Amazon has, because everybody uses it, it has changed the way that customers feel about interacting with stores. But not only just stores, every business. Amazon has changed how people think about working with any business. They use Amazon as a benchmark for dealing with companies, whether they explicitly say it or not, whether they're retail establishments or not. Amazon's strategy to outcompete other e-commerce retailers has changed our expectations of better service. And if you're an economic development organization, which I assume they are or work for, you need to know this. You need to know that people are judging you against Amazon. Horribly unfair, I agree, but we need to take some lessons from Amazon. And so in this article, we have some lessons like start everything with a core commitment to the customer. Think about what does your customer need and why are they coming to you to have it fulfilled? Pay attention 
to requests and questions that they ask you and have those answers ready. Don't reinvent the wheel every time you get a request, especially if it's a request or a question that you get all the time. Have it ready so you can just hand it out and then revisit these and improve your solutions over time. So if you've, for the longest time, when someone was asking for maybe properties with properties and the amount of available water and you were providing that in a a spreadsheet form, maybe that's not the optimal way to do that. Maybe they would like it in some other format. So think about that and pay attention. Number two, make it easy for people to talk to you. Now, it used to be enough, and in some cases it still is, to badger EDOs into putting their telephone number and email address on every page of their website. Because when companies and site selectors come to your economic development website, they usually want to talk to you. And you need to have your phone number and your email address on every page. But that's not enough anymore because today's consumers because of Amazon, are more likely to want to open a chat box or or send a text message than they are to pick up the phone or send an email. Also, so many of us are guilty of only being responsive during business hours or even when we're having a busy day, sending every call to voicemail and returning our calls later. But today, because of Amazon, instant communication is the name of the game. In the article, we also talk about Give your customers the power to do things themselves and make your customers' needs the driver of your innovation and make doing business with you easy. I'll let you hop on the website and read that's available to everybody at econdevshow.com. It's on the front page this week and it'll be there until Tuesday of next week. Anyway, so that is Amazon has changed online shopping and economic development. And that's the email that we send out on Tuesdays. On Wednesdays, we send out our most labor-intensive product of all, and that is called Economic Development and Developers in the News. This week, it's issue number 23. We've been doing this for 23 weeks now, and it features economic development news from 112 economic development executives and organizations in 38 states, the Virgin Islands, and Canada. Now, this information in this um, article is only available to subscribers. So if you're not a subscriber to the Econ Dev Show, you you can't read it. But subscribing is super easy. You go to econdevshow.com, you give us your email address, and the site will send you a a link to click and log in, and boom, you're subscribed and you're a member, and you can now read everything. With that subscription, you'll also receive our email five days a week. If you don't want to, it's very easy to unsubscribe and still remain a member. Don't worry about being overloaded if you know, too much email is a problem for you. Anyway, economic development and developers in the news, like I said, is the most labor-intensive thing that I do every week, it takes at least 12 hours to go through and find news and stories about economic development happening all over the country. But once you get it, it's awesome. It's about a 20 minute read. If you wanted to sit down and read the entire thing, you don't need to. Everything is broken up by state. There's a series of paragraphs. Basically, each paragraph is a unique news story. And it basically has a little snippet most of the time, who's the economic developer, what's the organization, and um, what it is that happened. Super interesting. Lots of people really love it. It's super awesome when you're mentioned in the news and then you see it here and your friends can see it here and your you know coworkers and colleagues, maybe at other organizations can see it. Really, uh, we've gotten some great thanks and kudos for this. And so I really like doing this. I feel like this really helps the industry. We haven't had anything like this 
a lot of associations, a lot of industry groups have a thing like this where you can keep up with what's going on with people in your industry. But our industry, economic development, between conferences, it's always been hard to, to follow up and see what's happening, see what new jobs people have taken, who's quit and who's gone on to something else, who has had wins, big wins, small wins, whatever they are. Also, I think it's a great place to find out what what is trending in economic development, like what kinds of projects people are doing, what kinds of things boards of directors and city councils are asking for. I find it super useful, super helpful to put together for me personally. I've used some of the information in that I've discovered while doing this as the director of economic development in Galveston County, and I would encourage you to do so as well. Anyway, you'll find that on the website, uh, econdevshow.com. That's issue 23, Economic Development and Developers in the News. And we send that out again, like I said, on Wednesdays. On Thursdays, we publish something that is, well, this week it's titled 45 Things Economic Developers Need to Know This Week. And every week the number changes. It's not the same. It's the stories you need to see from this week. And this is the August 12th today, 2021 edition. And it has 45 interesting links and infographics, charts, and videos and and things that I think that economic developers would benefit from at least scanning through. Maybe you're not interested in everything that's happening in there. Just to give you a highlight, number one is status of the jobs recovery in one word, stalled. And that's a link to a story. The U.S. started regaining jobs quickly at the end of summer a year ago, but in recent months, the improvement has been slight. We all know why that is because of the rise of the Delta variant of COVID, but that's interesting. And then number two is labor productivity up 7.7% in retail trade and 3.6% in wholesale trade in 2020. And there's a cool chart from the Bureau of Labor Statistics to go with it. Number three is the post-pandemic economy has already arrived. That's a link to a story. While the coronavirus continues to infect roughly 100,000 new Americans every day, it's no longer driving the course of the economy. If you're interested, click over, read that. It's good stuff. Anyway, it's not all about COVID. It's not all about labor. Uh, One of the fun things is we have a, a link to an article and some pictures of what's inside of pro bowling balls. If you've ever wondered what, if you cut a bowling ball in half, what it looks like, this would give you a picture. We've also got some stuff about retail affordability of new homes in the U.S. We are currently at basically all-time lows, meaning houses are less affordable now than they have been at any time since 1967. Luckily, it didn't change this last month, but because that means it didn't go any lower, but we're still not in a great place there. We've got some interesting look at popular car colors over time. In 1971, 12% of all cars were yellow. In 2020, doesn't even show up on the chart. I can tell you that brown cars peaked out in 1980. If you had a brown car in 1980, let me know. 10% of all cars in 1980 were brown. Big year for brown cars. Today, 35% of all cars are gray. Also, have a thing about geothermal energy, which I thought was a very interesting article. It's poised for a big breakout. It is an engineering problem that when solved would solve energy. If you've had in your region geothermal projects on the radar or businesses that come to you and say, hey, we want to do a geothermal project like we've had in Galveston County, we've had, I don't even know, more than a handful who've come forward. Many of them want to do it in the same place, which is interesting because none of them have control of the land. But be that as is may, we've had geothermal projects coming forward. And if you have... This would be a super interesting article and uh, a series of graphics for you to look at and understand. 
and get some idea about what it is, which is why you know we publish that. Again, this week it's called 45 Things Economic Developers Need to Know This Week. Every week it's a different sort of number. And the interesting thing about this is these articles, the articles that are collected as the 45, I publish on the Econ Dev Show every day as a blog entry. So there'll be four or five or six or you know 10 that are published as the blog. It's not sent out in the email, but it's published on the website. So if you want to read the site in an RSS reader or maybe you follow us on LinkedIn, you'll see those assorted links of the day posted every day. And then those get collected together into the 45 things economic developers need to know this week. So that's Thursday. And on Fridays, we publish jobs, economic development jobs this week. Last week, we had 26 new economic development jobs in 15 states. This week, I know as we've been working on it, there's going to be more, quite a few more. I don't know exactly yet, but it's only Thursday, so Friday's still to come. Anyway, it's a easy way to keep track of new jobs if you're looking for economic development jobs or somebody that is looking to break into the industry or wants to make a change. Also, I have a link there to all the jobs that I have found. I have an Airtable database that you can click over and see and export or, or do whatever it is you need to do with the data. I have a link to where you can apply, tell what organization the job is with, what the location of the job is, all the, the date the job was posted, all that kind of stuff. Super interesting. And that's the email that comes out on Friday. And that's probably, interestingly enough, that's probably the most read email that I send out. If you're interested in that, or you just want to know like what jobs are new and available, even if you're not planning on making a change, you should look for that one. That comes out on Fridays. So that's a brief overview of what it is that we do at the Econ Dev Show every single week. This week, I also had the pleasure of being on Chad Chancellor's podcast. Chad Chancellor is the CEO of the Next Move Group. They are a site selection and executive recruiting firm. Chad is based out of New Orleans. I've known Chad for a couple of years three years, maybe. Chad, in fact, led the executive search that got me the job in Galveston County, Texas. So I'm always thankful for that. And I was super happy to be on his show, especially because I got to promote the Econ Dev Show. I hope that you all listen. I'll put the show um, link in the show notes. And I guess that's about it this week. I, again, appreciate you listening. I have a couple new interviews lined up this week that'll be you know going live as podcasts later this month. The best thing about the Econ Dev Show for me is that I get an opportunity to talk to economic developers all over the country. I think more so than in many industries, economic development is about who you know. It is honestly not about what you know, because literally I'm the director of economic development for the county, I have a whole bunch of cities under me with economic developers, and they all know so much more than I do. They are such... Um, subject matter experts, and I'm a generalist. I do recruitment and attraction marketing for them and assist them in any way that I can. But it's literally about who you know, because the truth of the matter is you're never dealing with anything that's totally unique. Somebody else has already dealt with it. Somebody else has already had this same experience, this same emergency, this same disaster, this same plant closing or, or, or business coming to the community, wanting to relocate there, incentives, whatever. There's nothing new. And it's all about who you know. And I feel like for the Econ Dev Show, the most important thing for me is that I get to meet people. And I really appreciate it. And I really enjoy all of our guests. And I hope that you do too. I hope that you will continue to listen. I hope that you will continue to send me emails at uh, show at econdevshow.com or dane at danecarlson.com. You can also call or text me anytime, 209-626-6261. Again, 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with me. I hope that you can stand to listen to me because I have a real difficult time listening to myself. And so I don't. This is Dane Carlson. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Econ Dev Show with Dane Carlson. If you're an economic developer who never stops learning, for more expert strategies, fresh insights, and new ideas to take your career, organization, and your community to the next level, visit us on the web at econdevshow.com.